0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen and everyone out there on the internet. Hi, hello. This is a brand new podcast. A supplemental podcast to a supplemental podcast. (laughs) Obviously, if you're listening to this and you're in various spots that you can listen to this, you know this is a part of the Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA feed. So you pretty much know who's going to be involved with this. I'm Jared. And joined as always by Anladium, this is Hello. a sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. this is a brand yep. new podcast called Jared and Al watches, and it's going to be a podcast where we watch stuff and then talk about it <laughs> pretty much episode by episode, yep, so the first thing we've decided to watch is something that I've obviously been a fan of for quite a while. If you've listened to past episodes of the Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA and the Seasonal Anime Checkup, you've heard me talk about this series for quite a while. For Al, though, you have never seen it.
1: I've never seen it. My experience with this show is my best friend growing up um, had the biggest crush on the main male character. And so that was like my experience was her being in love with him. So um like I I'm a big fan of magical girl series so you'd think that I would have eventually come around to this but I just never got to it
0: especially cuz this is the one. This is the, the, this, is right, the this is the show.
1: And I just I never had somebody sit me down and be like, you have to watch this now because you'll love it. You need to watch it.
0: And I think it's probably, you know, it didn't help that the, the 90s anime. Oh, by the way, we're watching Salem and Crystal in case you haven't figured that out. It's in the title <laughs> and everything. So, hey, that's what we're watching. <laughs> um, Anyways, uh, the 90s anime is like 200 episodes long. It's very, you know, drawn out, stretched out in terms of each of the five arcs. So you get a lot of filler episodes. I mean, you also get a lot of, like, different types of character development that you don't get in the manga or in Sailor Moon Crystal, per se. But it is a long, long drive that you have to go through to get through the entirety of it. And knowing you the way I do, I know, like, you're not (laughs) the biggest fan of, like, long-form anime series, so...
1: I'm really not. Um, And they probably remember that from our JoJo episode. Yeah. That I... I felt like it was a big hurdle for me to watch Jojo, even though everybody had recommended it to me because like there's so many dang episodes. But then when it was given to me in an Adult Swim tsunami format, where it was episode a week, and it was more palatable for me to consume it.
0: And just like kind of different stories for each arc, which helped as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it didn't feel like it, Dragged on forever, and I'm still really excited about watching JoJo. And so that was kind of the issue that I was running into with Sailor Moon is that it felt very daunting. Uh, and I also felt like you know everybody's already seen it, so I can't really like chat with people about it because uh, usually what I like to do is I'll watch something, and I'll be like, hey, I'm watching this with this person, and I can say, hey, let's talk about this episode. Um, cause I guess weirdly enough, I like, like the camaraderie of it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is strange cause anime and camaraderie don't usually go together. <laughs> um, but that was my issue was, um, it, it just felt like a giant wall and I am extremely short.
0: Yeah. I like, it is a long, long, like task to like, it's a daunting task to get through all of the, all of the show just because like there's a lot of things I like about the nineties anime. Um, it's, it's very quirky. It's fun. It's real goofy, but there is a lot of filler you have to go through just to get to like, even, you know, the, the basis of each arc story. So it's, it's a lot of episodes to get through and, you know, compared to the manga compared to crystal, it's, it's obviously it's stretched out, and those two are more condensed versions of each individual story. But you know, they're each each one's there for different people to enjoy. I think. Yeah. Though it, it, it would be fun, though, to go back and watch the original '90s English dub of Sailor Moon because that's a oh, buddy, that's a trip. But anyways, uh,
1: I've seen clips. Yeah, I've seen clips, <laughs> and I would watch it just for some of that like hilarity. Yeah. But um, it it would just take a lot to get me to to commit to that.
0: Right. So with Crystal, we have currently three seasons, two of which have been dubbed into English. The third one is getting dubbed, I think, then December is when the tentative release for season three is out. Part four of Crystal is still coming, but they are splitting it into two movies. So it's going to be a little bit even shorter to get through, and then part five will be coming sometime down the, the road most, most certainly. So... Probably by the time we get through we get through season two it'll be time for us to to season three will be out by then and with this podcast maybe even like by the time we get through season three like the movies will be out and maybe dubbed in English that's that's probably a little bit stretching it but with the way we're gonna do this weekly it's gonna be you know it's gonna take a little bit of a while because there's what like 30 something episodes out right now so yeah. That's 30 weeks-ish, <laughs> if my math is correct, so that's how it's going to go. So like we said at the outset, uh, we're going to do this weekly. It's We're going to watch an episode, and we're going to talk about it. Yep. Episodic reviews. And we're going to go in order, so we're starting with season one, and we'll make our way down the road. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do. <laughs>
1: um- I just want to say though before we even talk about an episode I just want to be a magical girl guys like that's all I want out of life I don't even really really want to have this PhD anymore I just want to be a magical girl
0: I think everyone wants to be a magical girl
1: I, for real like what do I gotta do to become a magical girl
0: It's a good question right It's a good question
1: on that note let's talk about the ultimate magical girl
0: <laughs> did you know that where where Japan got the influence or the yeah, the influence, in uh, and, and the basis for the magical j- girl genre? No, it was from Bewitched. Huh. They saw that and were like, "Hey, we could adopt this into anime," and then that's how Maha shoujo became a, a thing in Japan.
1: Huh. Um, well, I will say that I so far like Sailor Moon better than Bewitched. <laughs> Um, a little so bit of a time that. difference
0: between those two shows, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, well, I know, but I'm just saying, I used to watch Bewitched a lot on Nick at Night, so like, I'm very familiar with the series, and I'm enjoying Sailor Moon way more. Yeah. Also, um, I Dream of genie was much better. <laughs> Hot takes. Hot
0: takes here. <laughs> so, obviously, Sailor Moon is, like, one of the biggest Magical Girl franchises, and essentially revitalized the genre after the 80s where the genre kind of crumbled in itself because everyone was trying to make the same type of show and, like, it just wasn't working. Everything was kind of mediocre and everything. And then Sailor Moon comes along and basically takes a few ideas from other genres. So, I mean, essentially, this is a Magical Girl Sentai show. Yeah. And also, they kind of looked at Gundam as well. And we're like, you know, we can also make this into a huge merchandise selling type of thing and that's kind of how they basically they took all those ideas made Sailor Moon and revitalized a genre and basically a lot of different magical girl shows you see nowadays you will see various influences from Sailor Moon in them the more you know
1: Nice. I mean, I even mentioned to you when we first started watching this. Like, I'm a big fan of Miraculous, and you can tell that Miraculous is straight up influenced from Sailor Moon. Right. Yep.
0: When I did my uh, research paper on Sailor Moon, I I think I mentioned Miraculous is like here's something that has been that's like current and has basically influences from Sailor Moon in it.
1: You did. I remember it. I read your paper.
0: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, Crystal. Crystal came out in, I believe, 2014. I should fact check that real quick so I don't sound like an idiot. <laughs> but like, it was a big deal that this this was coming back and that they were actually going to follow the manga. It was 2014. I was correct. And essentially, it was a they're going to redo the the anime again, follow the manga. So it's going to be a lot more condensed. It's going to be shorter. It's not going to be 200 episodes. It's going to be, you know. Sixty plus at most, because that's how long the manga is essentially. And a lot of people were excited for it. That this was coming back. Uh, I don't think as many people anticipated the the problems that it was going to have at first either. Though, if you if you remember back around that time, like there was quite a lot of controversy surrounding the show in terms of like it looked like the animation was super rushed. It wasn't very good quality. There was a lot of noticeable animation errors throughout like each individual episode and people were very concerned especially cuz you don't, you don't know this but each episode was coming out once every 2 weeks. So it was following yeah. a different type of schedule than you would normally see from an anime which is once a week. So a lot of people were concerned about this and it didn't help that like you know people were upset that the the transformation scenes were in 3D the animation style looked really weird. So a lot of people were kind of left with a sour taste in their mouth for the first two seasons. Uh, season three comes along and they basically just do a reboot on the com- on the entire animation style completely. So it looks more like a traditional anime show. Uh, a lot of the 3D elements have been kind of dialed back or taken away in- entirely. So it-, it looks like a completely different show between season two season one and season two and season three. But for us, we' were watching it dubbed yep, and these are on Viz if you want to go watch those as well. But the dub version, they have subbed and dubbed. but if you watch the dub version, it takes it from the Blu-ray release, which is where they kind of fixed a lot of the problems that the uh, initial airings had. So it doesn't it doesn't look as bad. Like you would be able to tell like there was some weird stuff in some of those first few episodes that we watched. And like you can barely notice anything like bad at all in those first couple of episodes. So it's it's definitely a lot noticeably better looking than it was when it first aired, so that's a that's a big, big help, I think, in terms of like, hey, trying to bring people back in to watch a show that they may not have liked when they when it was first airing.
1: Yeah, I mean I didn't notice anything um with this version we were watching, so um there's there's that, but
0: which is a good I, I thing.
1: Yeah it is a good thing I do remember when it first Came out that there was a lot of controversy about It but again I wasn't Into it so I didn't Get the full takes On it but um, I did Know that there was controversy right But um, the cleaned up versions look Fine to me yeah and I mean like I don't see that the the 3d animation is really like A bad thing because it's not It's not overdone
0: yeah it's mostly Just for the transformation scene so it kind of looks It's a little jarring at first because it looks a little bit different. It looks kind of like, hey, this is out of like, it seems like it's something out of the video game, essentially. But like, yeah. you know, after f- a couple of times seeing it, you're just like, eh, whatever.
1: Also, they're rad. Yeah. So I can't be upset at this super cool transformation scenes.
0: <laughs> so anyways, we are going to talk about episode one. We are. Which is Act One, Usagi, Sailor Moon. That's the episode title and basically this is your genesis of the entire story of sailor moon (laughs) and obviously we're it's just going to focus on usagi introduce her how her character is you're not going to get the rest of the sailor guardians until a little bit later on in the season so it's focusing just strictly on her for now and we get to see like how her character is where she's like she's real clumsy she's not that great a school she's
1: self-proclaimed crybaby that's exactly what
0: i was about to say
1: (laughs) i mean she legit calls herself a crybaby um she's very whiny which i was not actually expecting Mm -hmm. um she whines a lot um not that i'm like super super irritated by her but it's not what i would expect right
0: and and like you'll you'll see as like the the sh- the show progresses that like she'll gain more confidence throughout well, it. Well,
1: she's also like 14 years yeah, old. Yeah, that so too.
0: Like,
1: I'm sure I was a whiny brat when I was 14 too because yeah. 14 is a dumb age.
0: Like there is a like this is this was in the 90s anime but uh, the penultimate episode of like season 3 features uh, Uranus and Neptune like challenging Usagi to a fight essentially. To, like, prove mm-hmm. that she's, like, who she actually is. And, like, the basis of that fight is, like, Usagi not even, like, attempting to fight them. But then, like, showing, like, her actual power. And, like, the other, them two are just, like, well, no, we're done. We are done. We, you, we know who you are. <laughs> so, like, that's, like, I think a a good example of, like, hey, eventually she will get confident enough to, like, to, to show off, like, hey, I know what I'm doing. But, obviously, the first couple of seasons, she's still... She's still got a ways to go to get there, but and I'll, and there is a difference between when she is Usagi and then when she becomes Sailor Moon as well.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, in the first few episodes though, it's not huge difference. She's still yeah. getting used to it, so she's she's still kind of her. Um, but I mean, one of the first introductions to her you get in this episode is her like falling first down the stairs. Yep. <laughs> Yelling, owie, and then saying that she's not okay. Whoops. Oh, and she's also late to school, which yep. is why this happened in the first place.
0: Standard anime trope.
1: Yep, yep, so, um...
0: Fun thing of note, though, is, like, if you notice, like, her mom's hair is purple in this. Yep. And I think it is in the 90s anime as well. If you read the manga, because the first couple of pages of chapter one are colored, her hair is, like, orange or blondish. Oh. So...
1: Which would make sense how Isagi got to be blonde. Yeah,
0: it's uh, it's, it's
1: weird. Like her dad has black hair. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, like you said, you kind of get an introduction. She's she's terrible at school. She's whiny. Um, she doesn't really have a sense of responsibility. Nope. Um, she apparently doesn't look where she's going at all because she trips over a cat.
0: Yep. Is- or
1: steps on it. I'm not sure what she does to the cat, but.
0: So that's your introduction to Luna. Luna. she
1: got bandages on her head. Yeah,
0: so she got bandages on her head so she can't talk now because the bandages are blocking her ability to talk. <laughs> and then Usagi takes off the bandages revealing the crescent shape and Usagi's and, and like, that's a weird bald spot.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was funny.
0: <laughs> and eventually you just go through the rest of Usagi's day. She goes to school, she's late, she gets in trouble, she failed an English test. She goes, yeah. yeah, she goes and you meet some of her friends. You meet Naru, who is her best friend. You meet Umino, who's like the nerd kid with glasses with the spiral.
1: Which you have to tell them <laughs> who the dub voice actor is for this guy. Which is
0: it's real good. So they got Ben Diskin to voice Umino, who if you've listened to other episodes that we've talked about, uh also voices Joseph Joestar in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure.
1: <laughs> and he's also Nino from Miraculous yeah. Lady um, so he actually has more of the Nino voice here, but it's really, really funny it that he's, and he's Joseph Joestar. <laughs> um, I was actually going to mention that, um, Luna is Yukari from Persona 3. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's weird when I'm watching it because every once in a while she'll pull into that Yukari yep. voice and I'm like, oh, 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 you went too far into Yukari. Like there are a few times I was like, summon your persona, <laughs> Usagi.
0: Just wait until you meet Artemis and know who that is.
1: Oh snap! Because
0: it'll be even more persona references for you.
1: <laughs> oh my god! Well, we already have Liam O'Brien too. Yeah.
0: There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, people you would know in the stub, specifically. Oh, like, it's a very good like cast.
1: Yeah. Um, but well, and Christina is in it. Yeah.
0: Uh, but it basically, you go through the rest of Yossi's day. She goes to the arcade, and then she's like, "Oh, I don't like this test." Throws it behind her back, and then <laughs> hits a dude in the face who's wearing a tuxedo in the middle of the day in shades and he's like which
1: is weird
0: yeah Mamaru is a little is a little weird if you've never seen the 90s anime and his eccentric fast fashion choices they are something well and she
1: even says yeah. like who wears a tuxedo tuxedo in the middle of the day because that was the first thing i said is like mm-hmm. who dresses like that and you're like, the college students yeah man i got to step up my game
0: uh and that's where you get the infamous bunhead line which is, yep. becomes Usagi's nickname, kind of carries throughout all the rest of the series. First uh,
1: she calls him Bumphead. And yeah. she's like, they're not bumps, they're buns. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then she goes home, she gets kicked out of her house for a little bit, goes walking around. Meet the brother. The brother's like a jerk. Good yep. old Shingo. Uh, and then she comes home, she's like, I'm gonna do homework, but no, nah, what if I took a nap first? <laughs>
1: Which is how you got a 30 on your English test, you Like, <laughs>
0: come on. Uh, she dreams of playing the Sailor V game. Shout out to Codame Sailor V, the prequel manga to Sailor Moon. There's an episode of, of that for the season. I me check Bovier, by the way, if you want to go listen to that. Uh, she's playing that. She's She saves uh, the arcade employee. And she also saves Luna. And she's like, oh, I saved the kitty cat. And then. <laughs> She gets scratched and wakes up and then Luna's like, "Hey, what's up? I'm I'm a cat. I can talk."
1: Yep, hello. I'm a cat.
0: Luna lays out the whole thing of, "Hey, you're Sailor Moon. What's up? Here's a cool brooch. Um, use say that. You say your phrase, transform. We got work to do." All the while like the the monster plot for this episode cuz obviously the show kind of and the, the the entire series kind of follows a monster of the week type of formula. Uh, yep. there's been a new, a new jewelry shop, uh, Naru's mom works it, Naru's mom has been replaced by a monster who has been selling people jewelry that steals their life force and the, she is trying to collect this life force for an unknown enemy who we'll meet a little bit later. Um, when Usagi transforms to Sailor Moon, she, she hears basically something going wrong because Naru's found out about this and she's like, where's my mom? And the monster's like, your mom's in the basement tied up. Ha, ha,
1: ha. Now time to kill you.
0: And then Usagi's buns are able to pick up on on voices in distress or something like that. In, in the manga, like, she, I showed you, she gets the mask, which is very reminiscent yeah. to the Sailor V mask, which also are able to show her, it's like, oh, Naru's in trouble, because she's able to see exactly what's happening in the jewelry store. But in uh. this, like, you don't see that. But, but I think basically just because, like the mask shows up, like, a couple of times at most, and then never shows up again. Like, even in that first chapter, like, she she transforms with it on. She, she wears it, and then she takes it off. It's like, oh, there's something in the goggles. And then, like, the next page is like, they're not even there anymore. <laughs> they're gone.
1: So we could probably think of her buns as, like, the bat signal. Yeah. Yeah. She has the Sailor Moon signal in her buns. <laughs> I like it.
0: She's very good at hearing in her buns.
1: And her buns. Makes sense.
0: So Usagi heads down to the jewelry store. She's like, oh no, I have to fight? I don't know how to fight. What am I supposed to do?
1: I want to say that that was literally my favorite part of this episode. Because her solution is just to start crying at the top of her lungs. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I would probably do the same thing. Um, (laughs) I was like, this is her superpower? She's crying? (laughs) That's amazing. Um... I mean, she says at the beginning of the episode that she's a crybaby, and so, Comes like, when circle. things get... When it gets tough, she just starts bawling, and I'm like, this is amazing. i like, I I don't even care. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that kind of, like, temporarily stuns the enemy, and Luna's <laughs> like, so hey... The yeah, and Luna's like, hey, you could use your tiara as a boomerang and hit the enemy and murder it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we get to see oh, Sailor Moon's first cool ability which is moon tiara boomerang or I think that's what it is it's moon tiara action I think in the 90s anime but they, it's different in the manga and
1: it's a boomerang. crystal
0: yeah so she throws that it hits the enemy the enemy obliterates crumbles into dust and crystal tuxedo mass is, is also there at one point he's like he's just there sailor moon get up you can still fight and then once the fight's over he's like my work here is done <laughs>
1: dramatic exit
0: fly off in the most extra way possible
1: he is the most extra mm-hmm. character in the entire universe oh, like, I have is he <laughs> yet to meet any anime character that i'm thinking like that character is really really extra about literally everything they do like i've never met one that i think that on every single time they show up and that is all I've been thinking about with this guy is that everything he does is just ridiculous, mm-hmm. and no person would ever do it ever
0: ever, except him. So there you get like kind of the uh, the introduction to Sailor Moon and tuxedo mask, and there's a there's a little hint at something between them, but we don't know what yet.
1: Her heart is pounding Her heart is pounding she sees him,
0: which also coincides with the fact that we've been getting these weird images here and there of like oh there's this princess and there's this castle but we don't know what that is yet
1: there's some kissing somewhere there's I was some like, kissing somewhere buddy, we're already getting kisses
0: smooches are happening
1: uh, i'm all about it
0: and then the episode ends like with naru and like telling me well sub sailor guardian saved me i don't remember her name though but it was real cool except i was asleep yep and that's the episode i so, what did, you, what did you think? This was obviously your first introduction to Sailor Moon in basically any capacity. It was. Yeah. So. Um.
1: I mean, you remember when we first watched this that, um, like, my first reaction was like, okay, we have to keep going. Like, I have to know what happens now. Mm-hmm. Um. So, that was a pretty good hook. Yeah. Um, I was in love with love 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 with her transformation scene like I could watch that every single day of my life for hours on end and I would just be happy like on repeat her transformation scene um it's gorgeous and I I mean she's not exactly likable right now but she's not unlikable either
0: yeah I think it does a good idea or a good job of kind of like it's going to build up to like her being more likable. And I think that yeah. that's also gonna coincide with her actually having teammates and people that she can trust around her that will that'll kind of take the weight off of her being the sole aspect of the show to where she doesn't have to be the sole focusing character and she can have these other people have other personalities interjected into the show as well. That'll definitely help it out.
1: Um, I also want to mention that I think it's really, really great and um actually really progressive that um Sailor Moon isn't a show so uh, any so far anyway, um that is like to make these characters super like strong and bad and you know, somebody who could save the world they have to have like these super masculine traits to be a hero like Usagi's extremely feminine and one of her superpowers is literally crying (laughs) um so I think that that's really really cool that they're actually kind of like flipping superpowers on its head in the sense that they're making femininity a weapon
0: yeah I I think the show does a lot of that or it kind of takes it takes a trope you kind of expect and Twisted a lot like like we were talking about yesterday um when we were texting during when we were watching these episodes like Tuxedo Mask eventually is going to like kind of become useless in a lot of ways and there's a lot of times where in each individual arc like he just gets kidnapped and he kind of becomes this damsel in distress that Sailor Moon has to rescue over and over and over and over again which is not what you'd it- expect
1: no and I like that that trope is flipped hmm because you don't really see that that often. But I'm really, really sick to death of media that, um, and I see it all the time, especially recently, because um, Game of Thrones just ended. Um, Like, there's so many arguments about, like, how a character is good, especially a female character, and there's usually, like oh, they have to have these really hyper-masculine traits in order to be likable. And I don't see that as the case, and I really appreciated that this didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I really shouldn't have expected it to do that, but it was still a pleasant surprise that it doesn't. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, it's amazingly feminine. It, there's pastels everywhere. There's flowers everywhere. It's very and- shoujo. It is, and I love it. Um, literally, like I'm so happy that we're watching this because I, I'm kind of in love with the show. Um, I'm We're only like four episodes in at this point, yep. and I don't even care. I just want to keep watching this as opposed to doing responsible adult things. <laughs> because it's pretty and it's fun, and it's kind of because it is sort of like a Monster of the Week type thing. Um, But it has like an overarching theme and story with it. Yeah. Um, It it feels really digestible.
0: It does. Like, if you were watching the 90s anime, you would have to go through, I think, maybe 10? A minimum of 10 episodes before you even meet the next Sailor Guardian. Oof. Because they space those out quite a lot.
1: Oof. So... I'm glad that we're watching Crystal because I honestly don't know that I could really handle that. Right. Um. But yeah, I I know that you were saying that there were animation errors, but there aren't in in the version that I really was watching. I I didn't notice any.
0: Yeah, if you're um, if you're going to go back and watch Crystal, especially the first two seasons, like get get watch a version that is the Blu-ray versions. So you you are seeing them in the way that they're meant to be seen, essentially.
1: Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm really going to like Luna. Yeah. Partially because she's a cat, but she's kind of sassy, and I like that.
0: She definitely is sassy.
1: Oh, I love sass machine characters. Like, they're my fave. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing what what we get out of this show. And um, so, so far, pleasantly surprised
0: thumbs up so far
1: thumbs up so far um also um i'm just gonna say it because i have to um i now understand why my friend had a giant crush on tuxedo mask even if he is sort of worthless like he's a pretty hot character i get it
0: i mean you haven't seen him in all his fantastic 90s anime fashion like who buddy
1: You've sent me text messages. It's so and I dumb. I've seen some of it, and it's it's kind of fabulous. Um, but I, I get it. Um, he's he's an attractive dude. Um, the the middle of the day tuxedo is kind of weird. With but... the
0: stunner shades, I mean that's a look.
1: <laughs> stunner shades is like super look. Um. So yeah, I I'm excited to talk about more episodes. Yeah.
0: So next time, we will be meeting a new Sailor Guardian, the genius girl with the 300 IQ, Ami. That's going to be Act 2, Ami, Sailor Mercury, which we'll be talking about next time on Jared and I Watches Sailor Moon Crystal, which you'll get to see, or hear, not see, next week. Yep. Same time, same place, same website channel podcast (laughs) channel that thing so yeah look forward to that next week uh for more information from us seasonally checkup.com sac.cool you can listen to this podcast seasonally checkup ova other podcasts as well twitter at anime checkup and ladiums at and that's it for us for this week tune in next week where we talk about episode two
1: and if you have any hints on how I can become a magical girl, please tell me. Please tell Al. Please.
0: Or me. Tell both of us.
1: Yeah, Jared wants to be a magical girl too. It's true. Please.